MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. I'm Paul Catool, MDOT Digital Media Manager, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs here at the agency. And really, we're going to do a couple different things today. I'm going to talk to Will and get kind of an update on the legislative session as it pertains to MDOT. And we've also got Chief Engineer and Deputy Executive Director of MDOT, Brian Ratliff. He is here to talk a little I-20 closure, a little SEC squared, and we're not talking, we're not talking football here, maybe some other things. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, Will, um, you know, we are really tying up the 2022 right. legislative session. So can you just go through kind of the legislation that's out there that's affecting the agency and and give us an update? Absolutely. You know, there's been a lot going on this session. They've had all kinds of different measures and topics uh, throughout the session, everything. um, Medicare, Medicaid, we've got the income tax cut that's come through. They had uh, uh, medicinal cannabis coming through, um, the largest teacher pay raise in the state's history. So there's been all kind of, you know, great big projects going on. Uh, the feds, as you guys are aware, you know, passed the big IIJA infrastructure bill, so there's new funding tied to that. Um, certainly played an impact on this session, you know, things like uh, match money and uh, how can we make all of those dollars go uh, the furthest and, and how to best serve the state, utilizing those state funds and the federal funds. So there's been all kind of things related to the appropriation cycle. Um, you've got ARPA money that's come through. Uh, that everybody's getting a little piece of. They're still working out the details. Um, interestingly enough, you know, as Paul, you just mentioned, we're wrapping up here, getting to the end of the session, but it's been kind of crazy the last couple weeks. Um, even this last week, there were some some deadlines that came up uh, that were not quite met, and so the legislature had to kind of think out of the box a little bit and extend the session for about a week. So Sonny dies actually seven days away this time. Uh, we're, we're getting there, but we got a little extra week tied on the end there, so... Um, the folks over there are working on the appropriations bill right now. We're, we're hearing good things, um, obviously. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to mention, too. So we're recording this on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday night, this coming Sunday, two days from now. Um, the Legislative Budget Office staff is set to have all the appropriations bills ready, and the conferees are going to come up here um, on Sunday night at 5 o'clock to get those signed. So hopefully uh, Monday we'll be able to see everything in our appropriations bill, and it'll be flush with cash and uh, <laughs> all ready to go for us. Um, I know, our, obviously, Brad White, our director, has been working real hard and, and very closely with all the legislatures over there. Um, but i, I got to give a shout-out to my counterpart uh, upstairs as well, Parks McNabb. He does a lot of work, uh, maybe even more than me, um, late into the legislative process. He's been a big help. And then... Certainly all the guys here, uh, guys and girls uh, here in the public affairs staff uh, taking care of the podcast and trying to keep it straight each week. But um, two things I wanted to mention for sure is some of the things that maybe did not quite make it through the session. Um, One of those we had talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, I guess maybe a couple months ago. Now time flies. It really does. Um, The litter, you know, there were some some monies that they were trying to get extra money to us uh, to, to do some litter cleanup, pick up. That did not make it through. Um, but f- have no fear. The effort will still be there to try and keep the to keep, keep the roadways cleaned up um, in any way that you guys can encourage a friend or family member to, to keep the litter in the car, find the trash can. Uh, we appreciate that for sure. We spend a lot of time each session. This is something um, Judy Martin and, and others would 
uh, lose sleep over at night, I'm sure. They don't, they don't even want to hear this, but uh, we spend a lot of time each session work, working through uh, our federal regulations on uh, DUIs and CDLs. We've got a lot of um, minimum requirements that the feds impose that we've got to keep in check, keep in compliance with. That's the word we hear all the time, compliance and non-compliance. Um, if we don't you know, have these certain things in measure here um, in law, we can get out of compliance with the feds and it can cost us a pretty penny. Um, one that's it's a perennial issue here is, is the open container law. We lose a little bit of money on that, but um, you know, there's just certain rules in place when you, when you have that CDL um, that the, the feds keep us beholden to. And every year there seems to be some effort to make some changes along those and, and it ends up taking a lot of time. But uh, successfully, I think this year, so far so good, Obviously, we've still got seven days left, but we think everything is good to go. So we're going to come out of this year fully compliant, which is a great thing. Uh, I don't think in my time here that we have had that, actually. We seem to always have one or two issues that we have to work on the follow-up session uh, to get our compliance stuff in order. Um, what else, Paul? What am, I, what am I missing? Well, let's see. That's a lot of great information there. We got something something big we want to talk about, ERBRF. That's oh, the yeah, yeah, Emergency yeah. Road and um, Bridge Repair Fund. It's been a great thing for roads and bridges in Mississippi. So let's talk about the next iteration of that, kind of what's coming next. That's right. I know I've been getting hit up by folks already. Um, Brian, I'm sure you have too, folks asking, when can we start applying for those funds and when can we start getting a piece of that pie? Um, hopefully soon. We are, uh, obviously, that conversation is going on right now. We've heard numbers everywhere from $50 million, uh, up to $350 million. Um, So Obviously, it'll be somewhere in between there. We're confident, though, that's going to be at least $100 million. Seems all the conversations are at least that $100 million number. Obviously, cert certainly could be higher, um, but we don't think it will be any lower than that. And that program's just been such a great help for mm -hmm. not only MDOT, but I know the locals out there appreciate that. Anytime that you have some extra money that you can tap into, because, um, you know, by and large, infrastructure is an issue for everyone everywhere in the, in the whole state and the country, obviously, but... Um, you know, the funds just seem to go a little bit further on some of these local projects, maybe because they're smaller, that dollar just said it will stretch a little further. Um, so we're hoping, yeah, hoping to get some good news on that. We'll know, obviously, more about that on Monday. What else, Paul? What excellent, else? excellent. Yes, we will continue to update uh, everyone on ERBRF. That's so right. let's let's hit one more topic with you, Will, the gas tax holiday. What happened with that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a big thing going on there. Everybody was, uh, you know, gas is ridiculously high. I get it. I filled mm -hmm. up my wife's car yesterday. I almost had a heart attack. Apparently, her gas tank's a lot larger than mine. I didn't realize that before, but I know now. <laughs> um, and I think, you know... I, I myself, I, I tend to budget about 300 bucks a month uh, on gas, and I have blown that out of the water the last couple of weeks uh, or last couple of months. But, you know, that was something that the, the leadership over there was talking about, but it did not come through. I think that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they thought maybe there was a better way to, to, to assist folks, and um, hopefully that is reflected in the income tax bill they passed. You know, there's some great cuts going on. Um, and they, they assure us that, you know, we'll see some lots more dollars of our paychecks and whatnot sticking with us. Um, so that'll go a lot further, especially when folks are out there, again, buying that high-dollar gas. But uh, no gas tax holiday. That is not uh, not going to happen this time around. That's right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Will, thank you for updating us all on all legislation that is affecting MDOT. And uh, let's we've got a lot of ground to cover today, so let's just jump into the next thing. We have MDOT Chief Engineer, Deputy Executive Director, Brian Ratliff with us today. The chief. The chief. Yes, indeed. And so we've got something big to talk about. We've got a closure on I-20 westbound, I-55 southbound in Jackson coming up starting April 8th. 
Uh, it's expected to last 72 hours, and this is for an emergency repair on a dip in the roadway. Uh, so what, what exactly caused that dip in the roadway? Well, appreciate y'all having me on today. Uh, we, uh, we noticed a dip come in the roadway on I-20 westbound just uh, west of uh, the Pearl River um, back around Thanksgiving of last year. And uh, MDOT uh, maintenance forces uh, went out and tried to re-level the, the concrete slab that had, had you know, fell down a little bit and uh, tried to use some foam to re-level that, that, that piece of roadway. And, and um, it, you know, it held for a little while and, it, uh, you know, we've been watching it, monitoring it. and. And uh, it's gotten to the point where we feel like we need to go in and, and, and make a temporary uh, repair to uh, allow us to gather some information to see what we need to do to make our permanent uh, reconstruction or repair of that section of the roadway. That makes sense. Can you walk us through that? How, how does that work get performed? I mean, during the closure period? How's that get done? Yeah, so, so like, like Paul said, we'll start at 7 p.m. on Friday, uh, April the 8th, uh, you know, MDOT will do a lot of this work uh, with our own employees and our own equipment. Uh, we, we did hire a contractor to come in and, and saw cut that concrete and they're going to break it up for us. But then pretty much after that, MDOT will be doing that with our own forces. Uh, during that point in time when the roadway is closed, we did hire a consultant engineering firm that's going to come out and do uh, soil borings to get geotechnical information to uh, make recommendations on how to make the permanent repair. Good deal. So can you tell us uh, what would happen if these repairs weren't done? Why is it so important to make this repair now? Well, like I say, it, it, it's getting to be a pretty big dip out there. And, um, you know, we've got car haulers, you know, hauling cars you know, across that thing. Of course, you know, that roadway section has about 100,000 plus cars every day through that section. Wow. And, and, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of things laying on the back of trailers that people don't tie down, you know, properly that, uh, they, you know, they tend to fly off and, uh, you know, cause hazards in the roadway and, you know, may could cause an accident. So uh, we just feel like, you know, a temporary repair with some asphalt out there where, you know, if it sinks a little bit, we're able to come in and add some more. You know, if it shoves up a little bit, we'll be able to come in and cut it off with a milling machine and make it a smooth ride until we can get the permanent repair plans, you know, ready to go. Excellent. Where's that detour going to go? Well, uh, I-20 westbound will basically be closed at I-55 north. So okay. if you're coming 20 westbound, say from Brandon, where, where I live, or Meridian, you need to you'll be uh, detoured to go to I-55 northbound to I-220 and back around to I-20 west. Okay, excellent. And uh, can you just reiterate the you know the corridors that you know are going to be affected, all the areas that will be affected? Yeah. Just want to repeat that because we want to make sure people know. Again. I-20 westbound, basically from I-55 north between um, I-55 north and Gallatin Street, will be closed. So the detour route, again, will be I-20 westbound to I-55 north to I-220 back to I-20 uh, west. And, you know, uh, just tell people out there that, uh, look, you need to make arrangements to add a little more time to your commute. Uh, you know, we're doing this over the weekend. You know, we're going to work 24-7 around the clock until we can get sure. this done. Um, we we in, we intend to open the roadway sometime Sunday night, uh, but obviously if, if the work goes better than planned, as soon as we can open that roadway up, we're going to get it back open. Does all the rain we've had over the last couple of days impact? It? Man, you know that that we got we got Jackson State to come out with their ground penetrating radar, and um, it that roadway embankment is really really saturated. Bet. So. What we're going to do is probably dig down about five, six feet, put in some crushed stone to be able to drain some water out of there, 
and uh, put you know put about a foot of asphalt on it and open the roadway back to the traveling public. Now that sounds easy, but it's really not that easy. It doesn't uh, sound easy to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of skilled operators. Uh, and uh, I will say, you know, I was a District 5 district engineer. The district, you know, the, the Jackson is in District 5. And, and we have a lot of good quality people that really know what they're doing on this equipment. And, and um, you know, I wish them the best. I'll be out there uh, um, with them to, uh, you know, show them support. And, you know, I'm, if i got to grab a shovel, I'm grabbing the shovel too. So. There he is. No <laughs> doubt. It's all hands on deck. And just really one more thing on this, uh, you know, how, how will the public be updated on all this work? Well, you know, through our normal social media stuff, uh, you know, public affairs, you know, we're here today. Um, they do an excellent job of getting uh, the word out to the public and, and the TV stations to, to uh, give, you know, they're going to be giving updates live on, on site during the, during the, during the repairs. So um, just, you know, pay attention to m.traffic.com, uh, you know, our Facebook page, our, you know, Twitter and all that stuff. Just, um, just, you know, Keep, keep in touch with us, and we'll keep you all updated throughout the weekend. Absolutely. And people need to, they need to, you know, give themselves a little bit of extra time this when the when the repairs are being made, right? Absolutely. Um, like I say, I don't, you know, it's probably a 15-mile detour, probably 15, 30 more minutes to, to your commute time over the weekend if you, you know, need to get through that area. Sure, sure. Well, we appreciate the uh, all the information on the closure, and like Brian said, you know, we will continue to update everybody on social media about the latest on that. Um, we just we want to pivot just a little bit here and talk about SEC Squared. A lot of people might not know about this, but this is a Mississippi State Personnel Board initiative. Uh, the way they describe it, it's a state employee classification and compensation initiative. So how is SEC Squared affecting MDOT? Well, it, you know, it's affected MDOT, and, and you know, we, we have, we're one of the largest uh, state agencies uh, you know, in the state of Mississippi. Um, SEC Squared has um, really uh, impacted MDOT. Um, you know, we've we've been able to adjust some salaries. Um, you know, is it is it a perfect uh, system? Uh, has it affected every employee we have? No, but um, you know, for the majority, um, there looks like there's going to be some hope that uh, we're able to get our salaries more competitive. And like I say, it was better than the old system that we had in place. And for perfect. what it's worth, I mean, again, you know, dealing with salaries and, and getting our folks pay right. All the issues that we've worked on and looked at legislatively, I, I didn't even mention this, but getting those numbers and those salaries, that, things we're talking about with SEC Squared, that has been absolutely the, the number one priority of the director um, and making sure to get that right. Because it's, you know, obviously when you're when you're facing the, the issues we are with salaries and staff, it's got to get it corrected. And he, he's obviously uh, been what we think very successful in communicating that message. Very, very successful, and and you know having the relationships across the street with the legislature has really helped, and and uh, he has been very um, not demanding, but he has been uh, very supportive <laughs> of of That's telling right. me that that is my number one priority, <laughs> is to make sure that that you know we get these salaries and you know where they need to be because he is right. I mean you know if you don't have anybody to patch potholes with. I mean, they're not going to get patched, and you don't have anybody to run the tractor, bush hog, you know, they're not going to be able to cut the grass. And if you don't pay them, they're not going to stay. So he's been very, very uh, supportive of, of, of our people. That's that's excellent. Great stuff to hear. And uh, uh, so Will's got the most important question for you. My mom would be upset if, if Will didn't ask this question know, to Brian. Man. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ratliff, you spend a lot of time out on the roadways, out there driving around. <laughs> Is there a spot, a dive, a hole in the wall, or a fancy ritzy place 
Is there a spot anytime you're coming through, man, I've got to pop in here and get a bite to eat? Well, it just depends on how much time you have. Okay. Um, We're going to say unlimited time. You, you, you unlimited. take your leisurely trip wherever you want us. Man, if I think I, you know, in the Jackson metro area, if I had unlimited time, I would say I would be at Mama Hamels. Okay, yeah, I, can't be I, I am a true country uh, meal guy. Meat I'm, and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, that's it. I'm right there with uh, you. So if I had to go anywhere uh, in the Jackson metro area, unlimited time, I would be Mama Hamels. What about maybe outside the Jackson metro? Outside the Jackson metro? We've had some interesting, maybe even back home, right? Yeah, you know, when we were over in Yazoo City uh, the other day, um, P-Rose came oh, to mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, not not saying a whole, um, you know, dive, but I mean, it, it, no, 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 no. It, it really didn't even have uh, windows and anything. I mean, oh, yeah. It was Visqueen around the outsides, and uh, but it was just a great atmosphere and very, very good food. Had very good catfish. And, That's right. I didn't get any crawfish. I was about to say, that's crawfish place. <laughs> yeah, they roll that, you know, they roll those things up, get the breeze going through there without the windows. Absolutely. Very familiar. My wife's from Yazoo City. We, we've spent a lot of time there at P-Rose. Um, yeah, good crawfish. We've had somebody, uh, Senator Blackman last week mentioned crawfish. Oh, yes. It's the season. It's the season. Tis yeah. the season, as they say. Well, Brian, we really appreciate all the information. We covered a, a lot of ground today. And before we get out of here, we do have some a big announcement. Uh, the MDOT podcast, The Extra Mile, has won best podcast or is among the best podcast in the country. I'm, I'm going to preface that a little bit and say, so this is the government social media conference. <laughs> they named us one of the five best government uh, podcasts in the country. A lot of hard work goes into this. It. Just not me and Will and guests. There's a whole team that makes this That's happen right. each week. So, uh, you know, we're very, very happy to, to get this award. And it couldn't happen without the listeners out there. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. That's a perfect time to kind of wrap things up. Again, Oh, yes. Oh, what I, we got? I, and I'm sorry, I just wanted to add one thing. I, sure. I forgot to mention a couple of folks. You know, as again, we're wrapping up the legislative session here. I can't I can't go through it without mentioning Bonnie and Janet and Byron and all those <laughs> folks up there and Lisa, uh, and Brian. Everybody has such a pivotal role, If it's even if it's just analyzing a bill here and there or really carrying the water. I mean, uh, much like what we're talking about with the podcast, there's a, a vast team effort that goes into this stuff. I mean, the beginning of the session we were looking at you know a couple thousand bills uh to go through as you wind down so just, just wanted to make sure and drew mcquarter i mean I'm, I'm sure there's somebody i'm not mentioning here but you know big big thanks to the team and hopefully guys are, you, you got to tune in to get your shout out so they got to make sure that they're listening oh no doubt as as brad says state government is a team sport it That's takes right. a lot of people to to make this thing happen uh yeah so we'll go ahead and wrap things up and once again just thank all our listeners out there for tuning into the extra mile podcast uh, we also, like, we just uh, thank them, but let's thank them again. Katie Hornsby, our ed- our producer, and Drew Hall, our editor. They do a lot of work behind the scenes to make this thing happen. Uh, remember, you can listen and watch each episode by visiting goem.com forward slash the extra mile. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At Mississippi DOT is the handle there. And as always, remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. 